The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Help, I need somebody. Help, not just anybody. Help, you know I need someone. Welcome to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. Family caregivers don't have to be alone in their experiences. You will hear from experts and other caregivers facing the same issues that you may be facing. Now, here is your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Welcome to episode 131 of Family Caregivers Unite. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, your host. Since retiring from medical practice, I've become an activist for family caregiving. Our topic today is family caregiving and aging at home. Now, the trends these days are that seniors want to age at home because home is where they feel they belong. Families want their seniors to age at home because they too feel that home is where their seniors belong. And governments and healthcare systems and social systems want seniors to age at home because it costs the systems less. But aging at home can bring challenges for families, family caregivers and for the seniors themselves, which is why talking about aging at home is so important. And to talk about family caregiving and aging at home, my guest is Lucy Shaw. Um, Lucy, along with her husband, David, own and operate a business called Nurse Next Door, and it's in Mississauga, Ontario. The idea to start a business came to them during the time that they were looking for someone to take care of David's aging parents. While exploring various options, they came across a West Coast-based Nurse Next Door home care service, and they realized that the company was a perfect fit with their values. They were looking for an opportunity where they could give back to the community by supporting aging parents and their families. At Nurse Next Door, they're able to care for families' loved ones with care levels ranging from companionship right up to nursing, including end-of-life care. Lucy aims to bring seniors and their families the peace of mind they need through focused, personalized home care services. Our talent caring, says Lucy. So welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Great. Now, over to you. My first question for you is, please tell us a bit more about your business, Nurse Next Door Home Care Services, what you do, what your, what your team does, and where I, actually you provide your services. Oh, thank you, uh, Dr. Adderley. Our, our talent truly is caring. We provide both medical and non-medical services to enable seniors to stay at home. What this means is we have a team that consists of companion caregivers, uh, registered practical nurses, and registered nurses that offer the care for the seniors. It could be taking them out for an outing to Tim Hortons, which seniors love, or it could be palliative care in the home. We're supporting our territory is Mississauga, Ontario, 
But Nurse Next Door is actually nationwide. We're right across Canada, and we're also moving into the U.S. There is such a need that our services have expanded rapidly. What were the influences that led you to become the owner-managing director of Nurse Next Door Home Care Services? And in particular, to what degree did personal experience of family caregiving influence you and David? It was a huge personal influence. We were looking for an opportunity to do something that gave back to the community. At the same time, my parents-in-law, David's parents, were aging and had several health issues. Primarily, my mother-in-law had advanced dementia, and there was a huge struggle with dealing with the dementia and learning about it. My, my in-laws were resistant to care, but we realized quickly that they did need the care, so we started looking and learning about home care, and eventually were introduced to Nurse Next Door Home Care Services. Immediately, the values we realized were the values and the beliefs that Nurse Next Door met who we are, resonated with us. My in-laws were able to have care based on something that was focused and specific to them. It's a huge turmoil when it is your family that you're dealing with. It's always very difficult to deal with, and it's great to get that extra support. Now, let's talk more about the services you provide and in the ways and about the ways you and your team work with family caregivers. So, services, ways of working with family caregivers. Well, yeah, uh, our services can be as little as four hours. That could be a day, could be a week, could be a month, depending. Sometimes families have an outing and just need someone to stay with mum or dad, or they need respite care because they're exhausted. Right up to 24-7 care. 24-7 care could be personal support workers because there is issues with cognitive, mobility, and general well-being. Or it could be end-of-life with nursing. So we have the full, we are full service. It can be as little or as much as the family needs. It truly is catering to them and it's giving fam- it's taking care of the loved one, but it's giving families the peace of mind that they are being well looked after. And it's focusing on what they need. It, it means we encourage the family to discuss with their loved ones what they need and discuss with us what's going to make them happy. We need total family involvement because it's a package deal. So it, it's hard to stress that it, we, ha- we take care of the, the loved one that's in need, but we also take care of the family needs, their emotional needs, their, their support. Uh, we guide them through the avenues of what they need. Maybe it's equipment. Maybe it's um, a change to the home that needs to be made. It's suggestions that they, that's going to make their lives better. So we're focused. Our management is involved every step of the way. We listen and work with the family, and we work as a team with our caregivers. We often hear the word respite or respite, uh, depending on how, where people come from and how they say it. But what it means is something profoundly important to family caregivers, as I understand it, which is to give them a break, an opportunity to uh, recoup their strength and to take a rest. Um, 
among other things. Is that the sort of service or help with that kind of thing that you also provide? That is definitely one of the services we provide. Currently, we have a gentleman who lives with his daughter. His wife has recently passed away. The daughter can do quite a lot for her dad because uh, she is a stay-at-home uh, wife and mother, which is great, but she needs outing. She needs a break. Interestingly enough, she called late yesterday and said, I, I need a break tomorrow. I- I'm exhausted, and I've been invited to a friend's for a pool party. Can you guys help? Absolutely. So that's respite. That's giving her some well-being. She can go out, spend the whole afternoon with her friends, and know that dad is well looked after. That's a small example because it's a few hours, but it could be up to a week or two for a family vacation. And it's also strengthening, isn't it, the whole type of care that's provided. That is to say, to put it negatively, if you're exhausted um, physically, maybe psychologically, you're worried, uh, you're feeling alone, then the care that you provide won't be, I think, as effective as if all those things weren't true and that you were feeling rested and that you were feeling strong and that you were feeling that you were able to do, perform the duties of family caregiving. Am I right about that? Oh, you're absolutely right. And the fact of feeling alone, it doesn't matter how many people are around you, you do feel alone because you need to recharge. You're emotionally involved, and you're also doing the caregiving. So if you remove the caregiving and handle the emotion, we will take care of the other part and give you a break, which is so needed. You know, if we have a life that we're not giving, we're not caring for our loved ones, you know, we go to our job, we take care of our families, we still have vacation. We have time off. We have re-energizing time. Families looking after their family caregivers, family members, need that even more. And you know very well, um, because it's particularly true in healthcare, but it's true across the board as well, that there are people who we refer to as double duty family caregivers. That is to say, you know, let's put it this way the day shift is working in a hospital in the front line caring for people. You come home and you walk back in the front line. W- caring for your own family. Now, it may be that you don't work in healthcare, maybe you work in something else, but you're nevertheless doing, in effect, double duty. Um, oh, first absolutely. Of all, yeah. Do, do you have many people that you're providing service to in that situation? Many, many, many. Um, and we provide care primarily in their home because that's where they want to be. But home is where you're living currently. We also, also offer that support in retirement homes and even in hospitals, uh, you'd be amazed that we have families, and tonight is another good example, just before we went on the show, um, had a, a call from a daughter, dad's been readmitted to the hospital two days ago. The daughter is completely burned out because she's been staying at the hospital 24-7. So what we've done is allowed her to go home, have a sleep, spend some time with her own family, and we've gone in and taken care of dad. It happens too often. She was burning the candle at both ends, and this way she can re-energize and recharge. Yeah. So this is a very broad service you're providing to family caregiving. It, 
it's nursing service, it's caring, it's taking the place of the caregiver, and it's generally supporting everything that's needed for the family caregiver to take care of the loved one who is aging at home. That's right, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. Now, it is time for us to take a break, which is where we have to pay our rent. So we'll do that now. And this is Dr. Gordon Atherley, and my guest is Lucy Shaw. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel. Please stay with us. We're coming back. Find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Technology is changing the way we live our lives and how we do business. On CIO Talk Radio, we talk about the benefits of technology and the great things it allows us to do, as well as its risks. Heard every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, Sunjo Gall interviews business leaders and other experts that are shaping the way we use technology. To learn more about this show, visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Keep up with the changing world of technology and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business. We are in the midst of a global sovereign debt crisis that could lead to the ultimate risk for the world economy, the removal of the U.S. dollar as the world's reserve currency. What will this event really mean to the markets? And more importantly, what does it mean for you and your family? Listen to Global Currency Watch with your host, Stephen Ayer, to get a full and objective look at the world's sovereign debt crisis and help you prepare for when the crisis envelops the United States. Global Currency Watch airs live every Thursday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. Now, back to to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Lucy Shaw. Our topic is family caregiving and aging at home. Um, So let's talk about what home actually means when we're talking about aging at home. And let's also talk about the needs of family caregivers and the challenges they face in caring for family members aging at home and for the family members they're caring for. Now, we've touched on one one or two of those points already, but let's go into some more detail. So now, first question for you, please, is this. Are we talking about family members aging in their own homes or in the homes of the family caregivers or both of these or possibly in other places as well. So that's the first part of the question. And the second is, what are the greatest needs and challenges for families that you see associated with the various home arrangements? Well, it is multifaceted. We have seniors staying in their own home that they wish to stay in. We have some families that do move their parents in to live with them. And we have other options that they're in retirement homes, long-term care, or temporarily in the hospital. 
every step of the way, family is usually involved and also very concerned, which can be very draining for them. When a loved one, a parent, is in need, your natural reaction is to do everything that you can for them. But you still have your own life to lead, and you care about mom and dad. So what we like to say is we let daughters be daughters and sons be sons, and we'll take care of the caregiving wherever that home is so that you don't stress. Taking care of a family member, it could be um, meals, preparing meals. It could be transportation. It could be taking them to the doctor. It could be keeping them company. It could be taking them out to a play or a movie or a walk in the park. It could be any of those things. It could be taking them shopping. It could be just sitting at home looking at the photo album. Or in more severe cases, it could be someone who is palliative and we're keeping them comfortable. I'm just going, what does palliative mean? Palliative means end-of-life care. means keeping people, uh, seniors or whoever is palliative, comfortable until that moment that they their life ends. And I think for most of us, we want to see our parents be as comfortable as they can, pain-free at the end. We don't want them suffering. And that's where we can help them be more relaxed. So in other words, what, what you're doing is certainly supporting the families but you're also supporting the the individual, the senior, who is aging at home. And you mentioned end of life. Um, I take it then that that means also when it comes to people being kept as free from pain as possible, that involves um, working with liaison with the family doctor or the nurse practitioner or people of that nature. Is that right? That's absolutely correct. Now, I want to ask you, Another question that now focuses on the family members. In other words, here's a family member, a senior, aging at home. What are their needs and challenges that you see in the various home arrangements? Well, you know, quite often seniors living alone, they're vulnerable to isolation. There's loneliness, uh, especially when they can no longer drive. When they've lost that driving their driver's license, that can be very challenging, very difficult for them. There's also risk of accidents and falling. And quite often we see with a lot of our seniors depression as a result of all the changes, the loneliness, the accidents, not driving, the inability to go out. The family is now always has a feeling of guilt. What more can I do? What more should I be doing? How can I? I work. I have young children. Or I have all these other things to do. I, I'm stretched thin. What can I do? So guilt is huge with the, the family caregiver. But we can take that worry away by keeping the, the family member aging at home, involved, um, engaged, doing as much as they can do, entertained if that's what they need, or just simple companionship. In the previous um, segment, talked about dementia and we're going to include Alzheimer's disease and things like that. Now, what are the greatest needs and challenges that you see for family caregivers caring for family members aging in the various 
home arrangements, but where there's a worry that something might be going wrong, that maybe the senior is forgetting things or maybe is starting to wander and things of that nature. Please tell us more about the kind of services you provide in those circumstances. Well, you know, I think I mentioned earlier, we're all about supporting the family. When the senior starts going down the dementia, Alzheimer's path, there are a lot of signs that you see that things are changing. One of the things that we advocate for the family is learn more about the disease. It is a challenging disease to deal with and absorb and accept because you generally don't see any physical ailments, but it's the mind. It's very challenging. Dealing with the Alzheimer's Society, they have so many uh, support sessions that are fantastic for families. We also, while we're taking care of the senior, we're letting the family know what we're seeing. You know, mom and, or dad are forgetting more, or they think they've had a bath, but they really haven't. They tell you they're eating, but they haven't. These are things that we've observed, and that's all normal. Um, also, we may suggest that, are there powers of attorney in place? Are there wills in place? Now might be the time to get them done. Go see a lawyer. Go see a counselor. Go see a financial planner. All these pieces are hugely important to the family and to the family member who is ailing, especially with dementia because it's the mind that's starting to go. There's a very difficult topic here, and that's it's starting to get more and more attention. And that is the vulnerability of seniors who are going down that sad path where their memory is failing them and where their reasoning powers are not what they used to be. And the risk then is that these family caregivers, these family members may be exploited by fraudsters and people who pretend to be members of the family who um, aren't in fact members in the family at all. All they need is a little bit of money, just access to a credit card. And then what happens is that the senior um, is robbed. And what then happens in many, many circumstances, um, here's the what I call the financial heritage of the family having been lost because of fraud or related things. What do you think about that and what are the sort of what sort of advice do you have for family caregivers in circumstances where that could be a risk? You know, it, it, it's a huge, huge concern for us. And as I just mentioned uh, in my last uh, segment, that having powers of attorney, seeing a lawyer and a financial planner are huge. But before that, I would encourage all families, while the parent is still healthy, to talk, talk openly, and for the parents to know who can I trust? Who's going to be the best advocate for me as I age and potentially not have my cognitive powers with me? So how, what can I do when I get to that point? So openly talking to your family is hugely, hugely important. We do see a lot of corruption, if that's a good word to use, uh, where seniors have been taken advantage of. And that's not right. It's not fair. So early on, we have to have those conversations. Uh, we have a client whose son lives 
uh, not in Canada, uh, lives away, and was not aware that his mother was being taken care advantage of. And financially, she went through a lot of money before he became aware of it. Now there are measures in place. But those are things that we all have a responsibility to speak to our children and put checks and measures into place and have someone who is going to advocate for us in financial needs and care needs. What I would like to just put to you is this. I often hear on this show how family caregivers, when they first confront the kind of circumstances that you're describing so well, are um, in need of information. Um, They need to know um, more about uh, the condition, what to expect, what to do, and the rest of it. So do you see any kind of information service? Is that something that you, you provide or you point people to, family members to, in the course of providing the services you've been describing to us? Yeah, absolutely. I always, uh, I always point them in the direction that I think they need to go, be it a lawyer, to discuss, be to a professional. I know a little bit about powers of attorney. I'm not the expert but I recognize that they need one. I suggest that they go see a lawyer. If they don't have one, I can recommend a variety of different lawyers. Um, do they need will? The same thing. Does mom and dad have investments or financial needs that need to be looked at and protected? Go see your friendly banker or financial planner and get that organized. And what about family pictures? Do we know what mom and dad want done with these pictures? Because there's a lot of value there. It's a it's history. It's a story. What do we want done with them? What, do we, what does mom and dad want? And also, at the complete other end, what about when the time comes, what, are, what is mom and dad's final wishes for their resting place? Maybe visit with a funeral director and have those talks and have all that ironed out so you know, so that you're meeting mom and dad's wishes. Right. But they're, they're hard conversations to have, but very necessary. So we do support by encouraging families to speak to the various services that are needed, and then we can take care of mom and dad. Got it. Now, again, it's the time for us to take the break, so we'll do that now. This is Dr. Gordon Adderley. My guest is um, Lucy Shaw. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned. We're coming back. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. What would you do if you knew that you could not fail? The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile is a radio forum for some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Dr. Pat brings together and introduces visionary scientists and futurists, environmentalists, educators, business leaders, inventors, filmmakers, authors, artists, mystics, and healers who inspire and support individual and collective growth and positive cultural shifts. This award-winning radio show empowers the listening community to be the change they want to see in the world. Tune in every Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific for the Dr. Pat show with Dr. Pat Basile, radio to thrive by. Tune in for What About Wealth every week to learn the vital answers to your questions about creating wealth, investing it, donating it, and protecting it. Your hosts, 
are Rich Bloomfield and Rick Durfee, who explain the principles that govern wealth in terms you can understand. Building and preserving positive wealth requires correct action, but few people know how wealth really works. Listen every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel and find the answers you need about wealth. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Lucy Shaw. Our topic is Family Caregiving and Aging at Home. So now let's talk about the services and solutions for needs of family caregivers and the challenge they face in caring for family members aging at home in the various home arrangements and also solutions for the family members. Now, first question then is this. Um, What are the services and solutions you advocate for helping with the greatest needs and challenges for families with family members who are aging at home. That is to say, they're all living together in one place. What are the services that you really think are most crucial in those circumstances? You know, I, I think I might sound like a little bit of a broken record, but plan for future care needs. So as soon as mom and dad move in, plan what they may need. Is it a modified bathroom? Is it a modified entrance? We need to find someone who will work those solutions for you. Absolutely, we could work with you on that. Don't wait for a medical emergency to start looking for these extra options that might be needed and and very real. You know, learn about private and public services that are available in the community. We are a private home care service, but there is a lot of public services also available. There's also public Pools that might be great if mom and dad have mobility issues and need exercise in the water. There are so many different avenues that they, they can go down. So we, when we sit down with the family, we like to find out what mom and dad like to do, what they used to like to do, and what they're challenged with so that we can help them get there. But sometimes there are those physical issues, such as modifying a bathroom or an entrance or getting a walker or a wheelchair all the extra physical needs that they may need. Let's talk about something that also I've heard a lot about on this um, on this show, which is navigating the system. So in relation to family members who themselves are aging at home, I guess from what we're say, both saying, navigation becomes an increasing problem for family members who reach a certain point where physically they're not able to go out or drive or perhaps their memory doesn't quite serve them in the right sort of way. So what about services and solutions for that navigation issue uh, for family members who are aging at home? You know, it doesn't matter if they're living with their adult children or at home. We can help them navigate both streams. 
It may be slightly different. It may be extra help in the home. Uh, for instance, we have a client who started off with four hours a day. That's all he needed. We came in, we made a meal, we ensured that he was safe, the doors were locked, and we left. We are now at 24-7 with this client because his dementia has rapidly increased and his mobility has rapidly decreased. So we've advocated for having a stair lift, an extra walker, a wheelchair to take him out on outings. Um, gentleman loves golfing. We suggested having a little mini putt in the backyard. Things like that to keep them comfortable. So it's, it's all about their personal situation, what their home looks like. Some homes need more modifications than others. And we, while we don't do that work, we will source the solution for families. It's very difficult when in an emergency something has happened to mom and dad and all of a sudden you need a lot of different services, where to start? We can help you with that. We will help you with navigating that whole system so that you get all the services that you need. It's sort of remapping, isn't it, part of, or most of the life of the family m- member so that they can still navigate it even though they're not able to move around as much as they did, they're not able to get out as much as they did. But by making the changes at home, in fact, you've remapped their lives so that they're still active and still able to do things. Is that right? Yes. As active as we can have them be, physically and mentally, is what we aim for. Right. Now, I want to ask you about the family caregivers and, you you know, the services and solutions that you advocate for them. And you've already talked about them, you know, you talked about their needs for time off, their needs for respite, their needs for advice and information. But let's talk about the situation where you see a family caregiver, you mentioned guilt, who's really getting burned out by the situation for all kinds of reasons. Maybe it's guilt, maybe it's physical exhaustion, maybe it's not enough sleep, maybe they're not looking after their health or their diet. What are the kind of services and solutions you offer those family caregivers? Well, first of all, it's support and uh, a loving year to listen to them and figure out what is going to help them. We also, as we're listening to them and know what their needs are, one of their biggest needs is communication. If we're taking care or helping them take care of mom and dad, they need to know what's been happening. If they can't personally be involved, they still want to know. They want to, they want to feel as if they are there. So we, we're constantly giving daily updates or weekly updates. A lot of families don't live next door to mom and dad. They could live clear across the country. They could live in the U.S. They could live overseas but they want to be involved. So we communicate with them. Thankfully, there's email. Sending a quick email to a son or daughter makes them feel involved, makes them feel on top of it. We take pictures of mom and dad in different activities. We had one of our clients yesterday out at the Canada Day Parade. Took a picture and had her sent out, had that sent out to the family, which is the son just absolutely loves that. So it's giving them that support. Who's being there for them as the needs change? 
and guiding them with the changes as to what needs to be done next. And as mentioned earlier, there could be support groups through Alzheimer's or cancer, and they do a fabulous job at educating and support. And those might be the things that uh, families need. Talking about the communications, um, we're using um, the Internet and we're using modern communications. To what extent do you, in making these communications with family caregivers who are a long way from the homes, their family members, you mentioned across North America, in other continents, to what extent do you rely on electronic methods of communications and what kind of communications do you actually use that are electronic? Uh, in the home, we always have paper documentation. Our caregivers, regardless if it's a companion, a personal support worker or a nurse, there's full documentation in the home. Every step of the way, everything that we've done while we're in the home. So if the family is coming into the home, they can actually read our documentation. But they will also get a summary by phone or by email from myself or one of our care managers. If the family lives far away, across Canada, overseas, we rely heavily on email. We're constantly emailing the family, sending pictures where possible. We've even been Skyping, which is great. Uh, sometimes a little bit more of a challenge, but we, we have Skype so that we're constantly communicating with them. Of course, if it's an emergency or an urgent matter, we pick up the phone. It's the fastest way of getting a hold of someone. But if it's general information, we do a lot of that via email. We plan family birthday parties from when son and daughter are coming in from overseas and get the birthday party organized for when they come and have a big celebration with mom. So all these things were, it's like they're in the room next door to us. They know as much as we do. And that makes them feel very involved. You mentioned emergencies. Let's suppose um, a family is separated by continents, a long, long way away, and there's an emergency and something needs to be done. What, what are your formal procedures um, for getting in touch with the family, for getting whatever permissions you need and getting whatever action is needed actually taken? Depending on where the family is and how fast we can get family to the situation, we would have already pre-organized that. Um, if it's a medical emergency, uh, 911. We are not going to hesitate with that. And we will always accompany our client to the hospital if they're going by, by ambulance. Our caregiver stays with the client, does not leave the client at all, even in the hospital, they stay with them until family is reassured. While they're in transportation with the client, they will call our care service center, which is open 24-7, and say, I've had this medical emergency. Please let the family know. We don't want them wasting time on the phone looking for family. We want them with the client. We will then contact the family. If they're overseas, we're calling them overseas. We can't get a hold of them. We're sending them urgent emails. But we all already know what their wishes are. So In this is... So that we're, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, so this is something you've been saying all along, is the advanced planning, isn't it? Oh, we, we have to. It's the only way to give great service to our deserving seniors. Right. We have to have that plan in place. Got it. Now, again, 
Time flies, so we do have to take the short break at this moment. This is Dr. Gordon Adderley, and my guest is Lucy Shaw. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned. We're coming back. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Being here with Ariel and Shia Kane is an ordinary person's guide to modern-day enlightenment. This show is an exciting exploration which opens the door to living in the moment. Don't miss being here. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern with Ariel and Shia Kane right here on the 7th Wave Network. What does the new health care law mean to you? Why is the country facing a deepening deficit? Can it be reversed? If education is important to fund, shouldn't we insist on seeing results? Do we have a workable energy policy? Who's calling the shots? Tune in to In the Public Interest with host Mike Hudson. We'll cover public policy, everything from taxes and spending to health care and other threatened entitlements. If it's in the public interest, it's in your interest to know. In the Public Interest can be heard live every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite. Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Lucy Shaw. Our topic is family caregiving and aging at home. So let's talk about the future of family caregiving for aging at home. Given the pressures on the healthcare system and the fact that these pressures are growing, what are the ways you see family caregivers' needs evolving as more and more of them care for more and more family members aging at home? And why do you see those needs evolving? Well, you know, it truly is going to be a strain on our system. Our population is aging. I mean, there's no doubt about that. There will be more and more strain on the healthcare system. And they won't be able to provide for all of the needs in long-term care assisted living. Financial situations of family are going to drive more and more families to live together and also convenience having mom and dad in the same, the same home as you are. And we're also living longer. And many are working past the age of 65. And it's also creating more and more of a gap in... Um, pardon me, less of a gap in the family caregivers. You yourself might be 65, uh, starting to go become a senior, and your mom or dad are 80 or 85. Uh, no, I guess 85 or more, hopefully. Um, so it, it really does put a new dynamic into the family situation. So it is imperative that families plan and have the discussion because we can't rely on our health care system to take care of us and our aging parents. Very powerful statement. Um, 
Very powerful statement, um, um, Lucy. Um, now, that takes us straight into the next question. How should the healthcare and social systems enhance the support they provide for family caregivers caring for a family member aging at home? In other words, what more can healthcare and social systems do for family caregivers? You know, and that, that's a, a challenging question. If it all is based on funding and what funding is available and how many, and what the demographics is at the, the time. So one of the things that I would like to see, we do have a great public system. hate to ever lose that. We all need that. But when it comes to extra help at home, we shouldn't we have to rely on the public system to take care of us. The public system should be there for, for us to still enjoy our hospital uh, needs, our family doctor needs, our specialists. Those are awesome services that not all countries enjoy. That's where our public money should be, and families should start planning and talking with each other so that they can plan for their future needs, be it living together or retirement living or assisted care living. Another question that flows from that, we've done an episode, at least a couple of episodes on Family Caregivers Unite about planning, financial planning. That is to say, it picks up exactly on what you were just saying. That is, there's a future coming. Um, the public healthcare system, the public social system won't be able to do everything that you need. Um, therefore, some of this has, if not all of the things that you need, are going to have to be paid for by you, the family, as a collective group. And therefore, planning early, which is what you've been talking about, fits into that scheme. I take it you agree with that, do you? Oh, I think we all have a personal responsibility to begin planning and talking early. I don't think it's just a, it's a nice to do it. I think we have a responsibility to do it. Right. Now, I want to ask you a very different sort of question. Um, I want you to give us your message for family caregivers caring for a family member aging at home. And if I could be slightly humorous about this, but I'm, it's, I'm actually deadly serious. Let's suppose that you're standing for election um, and you want to convince an aud your audience to vote for you because you've got the message for families caring for family members aging at home. What would you? What would be your message? Wow, I'll never run for as a politician, but <laughs> go on. <laughs> <laughs> what the message I would have is: our loved ones deserve to have an excellent life as they age. We aim to make lives better, one visit at a time. We have a responsibility to begin planning and talking early. Support your loved one by doing these things, by talking to them, by planning, and get help where you can and get support and care where you can. Our talent is caring. Our government system, our social system is there. It's a wonderful system. Let's maintain it for the best use that it can be. And ha let's take care of our families by the, simpl the simplicity of planning. Yeah. And just to add a phrase, 
I'm rising up uh, as a member of the audience and saying, and I guess you're saying start planning early. Are you? Yes, absolutely. The mm. earlier, the better. Yeah. And it's not just for the people who planning. It's not just for the people who've got lots of wealth to plan around. It's the message I'm getting from you and others is it's for everybody to think it's about. For, it's for absolutely everyone. It, it's the planning for where they're going to live, how they're going to live, how the money will be allocated or spent. It's also for final wishes. What do our parents wish? What do we want for them? So let's talk. Don't assume. Talking is so important. And that's a matter of respect, isn't it? Oh, it truly is. Our parents have done well by us, so they deserve the best. Got it. Now, unfortunately, we are coming to the end of this um, this particular episode, which, um, um, Lucy, I think has been very powerful and very important. And I just want to say to you, first of all, thank you, but also um, to give you, on behalf of our listeners, and thanks to them too, um, a kind of encouraging <laughs> push because what you've been talking about is profoundly important to us all um, because there's nothing worse than feeling that we've neglected, we've not done our duty or that we've exhausted ourselves in ways that weren't necessary. And so therefore thinking, planning ahead, uh, turning to services like yours, uh, listening to what the things that people like you are saying becomes profoundly important. So all success to you in your work. And I'll just say again to you that if um, there's another story that you would like to tell on this, um, on Family Caregivers Unite, I'd be delighted to welcome you. Now, well, thank you very much and thank you, thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Now, at Family Caregivers Unite, we welcome hearing from listeners and we also want to hear from people who would like to be our guests or who have suggestions for topics. So please do get in touch with us because we're all ears, so to speak, because we want to respond to the things that are important to family caregivers. And one of them, as you've just been listening to, but there are many, many others. Now, in our next episode, we'll talk about ADHD, autism, and obesity. So please join us, same time, same spot on the Internet. Talk to you then. Thank you again for joining us this week for Family Caregivers Unite with your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. And until then, we hope our program will help make the coming week easier and more hopeful. And I do appreciate you being Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 